My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hey, before we jump into this week's episode with the amazing Jenny Katrin, I have an announcement on the Bible Bells front. So guys, Deborah, the fifth and final book in the Bible Bells Herd series is officially in production and Deborah is the bell of leadership, which times so perfectly with Jenny and my conversation today about leadership and girls and women and where this fits into the picture of our lives. I am so excited to report that Deborah, the bell of leadership, is going to release officially into the world on March 15th. Yay! That's not the only news, though. The big news on our end is that we are going to be partnering with World Vision, which is so exciting, and we're going to be doing a buy one, give one campaign. For every Deborah book sold, we are going to be donating an additional book to a girl living in an under-resourced community, and I can't tell you, I mean, you guys know my heart beats for the next generation of girls, and I've always had this stirring in my spirit that this message of, you know, your purpose and what God says about beauty and and everything he says about us as women and stepping into our roles as leaders, like that message isn't just for girls in the United States. Our heart has always been to be able to get this message and these resources into the hands of girls who might otherwise never receive them. So it's such an honor to be partnering with World Vision to do a buy one, give one for every book sold. I can't even believe it. I'm so excited to share it here with you first. And um, we will have updates for everybody as as we roll out the official release of Deborah and lots of fun stuff coming your way. But to pre-order the Deborah book and get this, get an additional book into the hands of girls who need them, go to BibleBells.com slash Deborah. Thanks so much, everybody, and enjoy this week's episode with the wonderful Jenny Katrin. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Jenny Katrin. We had Jenny on the podcast about a year ago. For quick reference, she was episode 32, and it is an honor to welcome her back and hear about what she's been up to since then. Jenny has a lot going on. She's a speaker, a writer, and a leadership expert, and her passion is to lead well and to inspire, equip, and encourage others to do the same. We love that. So we are going to jump right in here. Jenny, welcome back to Heroes for Her. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm looking forward to the conversation and just love what you guys are doing. So it's great to reconnect. Oh, I know. Me too. And and the last time we talked, you were living in California up north and you've done a little bit of moving in your time um, and you know the work that you've been doing, but I know you recently made a move. So will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So we did the crazy thing of moving from California to Wisconsin, which sounds crazy to probably most anyone listening to this. Um, but we really intentionally wanted to move back nearer to my family. And uh, I was born and raised in Wisconsin and swore I'd never move back, you know, like as we all do when we move away from home, um, typically. But it was, you know, the work that I do, I get to travel around the country and work with churches and nonprofits and uh, organizations on leadership and staff development. And um, I have the privilege of when I'm not on the road, being able to work from home. And that really meant that home could be wherever 
felt, you know, like real home. And so we moved nearer to a, a lot of my extended family and specifically my niece and nephew, which is just a delight to be a part of their life in this season because they are two and a half and seven months old. And so being Aunt Jenny is probably one of my favorite roles in the world. So, so yes, we moved back to the frozen tundra and um, I'm just uh, figuring out if I can survive the winters again. So we'll see. I love that you used the word tundra. I remember learning about, <laughs> I don't even know, it was like probably third or fourth grade when you learn about different environments and like the weather and what you would call like all of those things, deciduous forests and whatnot. Um, right, right. I love it. Um, anyway, sorry, I, I, I digress because I've taught English and I just like words. So that one stuck out to me. That's fantastic. Um, I love it. So Jenny, I don't know if we talked about this last time. Um, and for those who are just tuning in, haven't heard that recent episode, can you just explain a little bit about why you feel like God called you to study leadership and mm. talk about the work that you're doing to equip leaders with the tools that they need to be effective? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was one of those kids that grew up and often was given responsibilities, probably because I was just willing and available. And, you know, so whether it was helping, you know, lead and direct our vacation Bible school when I was, you know, in middle school at our at our local church or, you know, helping be a manager at the ice cream shop that I worked at when I was in high school just kind of the kid that always got thrown into leadership and, and, and roles of responsibility. And I think I quickly discovered that not, you know, not only was it that I was just available and willing, but it was also that God had really kind of gifted me with uh, some of the abilities to lead. And I know a lot of people can get a little bit, um, you know, just unsettled by the word leadership because it's like, oh, it can take on so many definitions and we've seen good leadership and we've seen bad leadership. And so sometimes we don't want to even look at that word. But what he really impressed upon me is that leadership really is this understanding of the influence that we've been given, that where God has placed us and the gifts that he's given us and the opportunities that are um, in front of us and the talents that we were blessed with, when we take all of that and we say, okay, God, I know that you've given me this collection of things that has made me who I am. Like you've uniquely designed me, you've uniquely created me. And there is a sphere of influence that you have uh, given me to really, uh, you know, put those, those gifts to use, put those gifts to work. And so I just had a deep conviction pretty early on that I needed to be a good steward of the influence that God had given me and that if opportunities came, I needed to be available to step into them and really take responsibility for the opportunities in front of me. So that just sent me on a course of understanding what does it mean to influence well? Therefore, what does it mean to lead well? What does it mean to do this in such a way that is both honoring to God and really serves the people around me in a, in a, in a healthy and God-honoring way? And I really wanted to almost like kind of reclaim the word leadership and help people understand the beauty of healthy leadership, that when leaders lead well, when leaders have this healthy understanding of what it means to really influence the people around them from a uh, healthy place, that that can just, the, the, the ripple effect of that can be really powerful and really beautiful. And so that's what set me on my journey. And so I get to spend, you know, the better part of my days working with leaders in all types of contexts and environments and, and really pour into them and invest in them so that um, the trajectory of their leadership is one that leaves a legacy they're proud of. 
Well, I love that you brought up that um, when you do it from a healthy way and if you're thinking about like the unique, you know, roles and responsibilities and experience and like situations that God is going to present to each individual person, there are always opportunities to assert your leadership and to, to use your influence to, to really impact the people around you in a positive way. Where is the work that you're doing taking you these days? Is it mostly working with nonprofits or for-profit businesses? Like, you know, as far as like the people that you're serving and the work that you're doing, what do you, what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, great question. And and right now I work with a lot of churches and ministry nonprofits. Um, that is an overflow of, I spent the last 13 years, you know, before I started the foresight group, I spent the last 13 years as an executive director and an executive pastor in local churches. So, you know, those are the connections and the people that I knew. And, and I have a deep heart for that because I think that a lot of times in, you know, in, in churches or in, um, in, you know, ministry related kind of nonprofit settings, you know, and, and really this is true for most of us who start something, you know, so, you know, whether you're starting a business or you're starting a ministry, you start it because you have this deep passion for this calling, this sense of purpose, this vision that you have. And so you, you set out to do that. And then all of a sudden you become overwhelmed by there's people to manage and there's just the operational infrastructure and business details to attend to. And oftentimes it sidetracks you from really really doing the thing that you set out to do. So, you know, whether you, you know, we're starting a, uh, an, or a charitable organization for a cause that deeply moved you, or whether you're starting a church or you're starting a business, you know, and you're, you're, you're fulfilling a need that you see in your community. It's so easy to get distracted by the operational and the staff management and those things and miss that very calling and purpose that you started out for. And so I love coming alongside that kind of leader. So that's, you know, that's kind of the essence of who I work with is that leader who is, is really living in that tension of running the organization and fulfilling their mission and vision. And when I can come alongside and provide some support and some infrastructure and some systems and some process and, um, just some, you know, some leadership support, then, uh, then typically I'll see that leader go, get back to a state of like thriving in their purpose and in what they're doing. And then I feel like I'm doing what I'm designed to do, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And even as you describe all the things that you do, like as you listed them off, my anxiety level is going down. Cause like, I mean, obviously Brent and I've started a business and I'm hearing yes. you list all the things where it's like, Oh, the people and Oh, the systems and the processes and how does this work? And you have this vision, right? But you do need this extra support to come in and go, okay, yeah, you've got this vision. That's great. But how are you supposed to like, create this thing so that it goes and then it's going to impact people. But I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it, you know, I think in some ways it's a reminder that, you know, we're designed for community, even in the organizations we create and run and serve. It's like no leader is completely a solo, you know, there's the word, the solo entrepreneur or, you know, nobody is truly that lone, that lone person, you know, trying to make something happen because we need the beauty of one another's gifts. And so, you know, I love, I love that you felt your anxiety going down because that's, that's entirely the intention of it is to say, we need to come alongside and serve one another and help fill in those gaps so that you can do the thing that God has most clearly created you to do. And, you know, and then have people who complement uh, your gifts and are able to serve the organization in another way. So that's, that's the heart. That's the essence of, of what I get to, what I get to do these days. Thank you so much for saying that about solopreneurs. Every time I hear that word, I'm like, oh, there's no way they're doing it alone. 
There's no way. And not that they're lying, but I'm like, hey, I I know how much it goes into this. And I like, there is a crew of people who maybe don't directly work for us, but they help us every single day. So it's just funny. Totally. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean, if, if, if for any fraction of time they are, my heart breaks for them because that's a recipe for implosion. You know, it's like, we just, we're just designed to, to, to do our work with others, I think. So truly. Um, so thanks for, thanks for sharing all of that. Is there a recent like memorable team or group of leaders or maybe a single leader you've worked with that kind of stuck out to you as, as, um, I don't know, somebody that helped you learn and grow over the, over a season. Is there somebody that sticks out that you could share about? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I, every, every leader and organization I get to work with, um, are, are just joy. Like, it's just, I think I find so much joy in seeing people chase their passion and their purpose and their calling. Um, and then if I can be some kind of support alongside of them that, you know, I, that just, that just gives me life. But, um, I think specifically of a pastor that I've been working with, um, in the Philadelphia area and, um, you know, just a, a, a pastor who is like, you know, like really intentionally serving his community, loves people well, um, you know, has a big heart to see growth and more people, you know, a part of the work that they do. And, um, but, you know, as we worked together, I found him to be so teachable and just so open to, you know, just different ideas or different thoughts about um, how to do, uh, you know, like just in this, this gets into the tactical strategy stuff. But like, just what I what I've loved about this, this pastor is how receptive he was to feedback, even though he sits in the senior leadership seat, and, you know, kind of holds the reins of the organization, just this posture of humility and continued learning, and this willingness to to just say, I don't have all the answers, I don't know what it takes, and I want to bring people around me to help me learn, to help me grow, to help me lead my team better. And it wasn't that he was just inviting me to do that, but I see, like, as I've gotten to know him and spent about a year working with him, I see him repeatedly do that. And I just, I love that posture. So I think that's why he sticks out to me, is it's just that, I think that, I always call it the humble confidence of a leader, where a leader has the humility to recognize that they don't have all the answers, they don't know everything they need to do, that they need to keep themselves open and teachable, and yet confident to keep moving forward with the calling and the purpose that they have. And, you know, that's, again, uh, you know, I'm always talking about these tensions that we live in as leaders. And I think living with humble confidence is a tension, you know, in that we've got to have that posture of humility, but that confidence to keep going and to keep pursuing the thing that we feel called to. And that's why I think that's why he stands out as one of those leaders and those teams that um, has had an impact on me this year, because he really demonstrated that so beautifully. I love that the example that you referenced is of a man in a leadership role, because my next question is how do, I mean, all the traits you just described, this posture of humility, receptiveness to feedback, like how does this translate over in, in what you see for women in leadership? Because women have their mm-hmm. own hangups and challenges and inner struggles about their ability sure. to lead and lead well. So what, what would you say in the space of thinking about women and leadership? What hurdles do they have to overcome? What are you noticing about the way that women lead that maybe you could offer some helpful feedback in, in just this recent example of what you noticed about a man who leads well? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. And, you know, I'm really hopeful. I have been in the working world and I was both in corporate and then in ministry. So I've had a little bit of my, my, my feet in both arenas and for over 20 years now. So I'm, I'm dating myself, but, um, so I've had the, I've had the privilege of a couple decades of, you know, just, uh, career and life and leadership under my belt. And in the early days of my career, I think that I would have said that, um, you know, I saw women really just try to, uh, figure out how to, you know, navigate their world by just doing it however men did. You know, it was like, okay, if we just figure out how to survive in, a, in an all-male context and just mimic what the guys do, then we will succeed, you know. And what I'm, I'm refreshingly encouraged by is I think that I'm seeing a growth in women leaders in that they're recognizing, you know what, some of the very things that make me female, some of the very things that um, uh, the way that I think, the way that I process, the way that I care for others, the way that I have a, a nurturing heart, you know, those nuances that um, sometimes set women apart can be actual gifts to the people that we lead. And so I, I'm encouraged that what I'm seeing is a, is a shift to where women are really being much more comfortable in who they are and all the ways that God has designed them and created them. Um, and then showing up to the leadership environment with a, with again, that humble confidence and that understanding of who they are and how they can help influence um, you know, their, their circle of influence and how they can do that. Well, I think what I think we still wrestle with is, um, the voices of insecurity, the voices of fear, the voices of doubt. Um, oftentimes because we will, we don't have a, a lot of women who've gone before us. A lot of, a lot of the women that I see, especially in higher levels of leadership are still the first women at the table. And so they don't have a lot of examples to follow. They don't have a lot of female peers, you know, at the table with them, you know, wherever they're leading. And so there's a lot of insecurity and loneliness that can kind of creep in there. And my encouragement is to say, you know what, um, just just keep moving forward in that humble confidence and the, and the humility that, gosh, what an honor and what a privilege to get to be here and get to do what I get to do. Um, but with the confidence of, you know what, God has given me this opportunity. He's placed this before me. I am here. And so I belong. And so I need to, I need to live in that and, um, allow God me to use it, allow God to use me in this moment. And so I'm seeing, I'm seeing the trend go in the right way, I guess is what I'm saying is that I feel like women are more, more comfortably and with a little more confidence stepping into the opportunities for leadership. And, uh, and I would just encourage them to keep going and keep after it because, um, I think, I think the, I think our communities are better served when both men and women are sitting at the table helping, um, influence, um, our world. That's, I love that answer. And, and I think too, you know, when you think about the way that we're wired as women, like we're, and something you said last time you were here really stuck with me. And I actually share this with a lot of people pretty often. Um, I think it was like, like the lead out for when we were wrapping up the episode, but you said, hmm. if you want to lead people, you have to learn how to love people. Yeah. And when yeah. I think yep. of loving people and serving people, I think, th- I mean, naturally like that and the nurturing and the loving and the, the, the heart of service and the heart and desire to like love on other people. I think of that as a feminine trait. Right. And, right. Um, yep. I don't know if it was, it was a post back in early December 
when you broadened that idea, if you, if you want to lead people, you have to love them, right? And you said leadership mm-hmm. is about loving and serving others well and drawing out the best from them and aligning mm-hmm. them on a mission together. And you yeah. really expanded that idea. And what I loved about that, that newest, that most recent quote is that you gave some specifics, not only loving people, but serving them well drawing out the best from them, which requires a lot of question asking and a lot of time spent pouring into the relationship, the relational part of what it means to be a leader. And then aligning them on a mission has all about to, you know, you know, has everything to do with stirring them and moving people to action and using your influence in a positive way. How Mm -hmm. do you see those ideas you know, applying to women in leadership and some of the roles that God's carved out for women as leaders are very unique and in very different spaces. So are there some, you know, general, like, is there some practical advice you can give women if they're, if they want to be on that path, not just, you know, looking for heroes who have done it ahead of them and who are kind of paving the way, but if they're in that role in the here and now, what's some advice or some strategies that you might advise them to, to try you know, just as they assert themselves in, in these roles that are unique to what God has for them? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great, great question. I think that, and I could probably go a zillion different directions with it, you know, but I think that I, I would encourage women, you know, so whatever that role of leadership and that, that space of influence looks like for you, like pay attention to the circle that's right around you. You know, I think sometimes we... Uh, those of us who are pretty driven can be very aspirational and I can be have my sights on the next opportunity or the next group of people that I want to serve. And what I've found to be just consistent in my own story is the more that I'm faithful to the circle of influence that I have today, that the people that are around me right now and recognizing the opportunity that I have to pour into and to invest in them, to hear their stories and to understand their interests and their their gifts and see their potential. I think one of the biggest gifts, and this is where I do think um, women can do this well because of that, that innate nurturer in us, I think that we can draw on this and it can be really, really powerful for our teams. But I think that when you can see the potential in somebody and you can call that out and you can give them opportunities and and you can you can help um them just grow and them flourish like that is that is probably one of the the greatest joys of my life is to be able to see some of the staff or the people that I've worked with through the years and to see their growth as a result of just a you know be paying a little bit of attention you know like if if i'm just paying a little bit of attention to the people around me and trying to understand what makes them tick and what really energizes them and what where they want to learn and where they want to grow and if i can create can open a door or or provide a next step for them then um it's just it you know and and that comes back to me in a, a zillion different ways just in the you know in the opportunities to be a part of their story and then um and then how their stories kind of intertwine and weave throughout the years is really 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 fascinating but yeah i just i think that if we're intentional to invest in the people that we have influence with right now um it's just powerful i um can't believe we have to wrap up because <laughs> I could literally talk about this forever. Um, I no, I, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. And, and obviously, you, you know, when 
we're going to give people a chance to find you online and, and hear more about what you're doing at the end of the episode. But um, I just love that you're here and, and um, you know, you're just here to share your heart and be super open and real about not only the research you've done and all the experience you have in the, in the area of leadership, but how it practically translates to us as women and things that we can do in whatever season, whatever role, whatever, you know, design God has for us to be a leader, to serve people. Um, some of this stuff is just, it, it's so universal. It's going to translate well to, to whatever opportunity we find ourselves as women in. Yeah. So I just appreciate so much your time and that you were here. Um, and we'll have to just catch up another time off, offline because I, I just love hearing you talk. And I think, um, just your passion comes through so beautifully. And, and like I said, I love your heart. So thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Erin. I love the conversation and thanks for just creating a space for um, for us to talk about that and for women to be encouraged and supported in, in the work that God's called them to. Thank you for investing in us that oh, you're way. You're welcome. So we are going to wrap up today's episode with just our three rapid fire questions at the end. It's called The Scoop. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Question one. Obviously, this podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love heroes. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Oh, my grandmother. I called her nanny. And um, she just invested in me like crazy, spent a ton of time with me and um, forever grateful. She passed away about seven years ago. And but her her legacy and her story lives on. I'm so grateful. Second question. What is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Oh, that's so good. Um, you know, I think it was in this, you referenced it earlier, but I think the single thing that has stood with me the most is when a, a leader told me, if you want to work with widgets, go work in a factory. But if you want to work with people, you have to learn to love them and lead them. And like that has to be my driving focus every day. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? <laughs> I think I would want to fly. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I think I would just want the ability to fly. I'd probably be able to get places faster and quicker, and like, and and, and probably because I'd be in control then, right? <laughs> I could so. be in charge of my own. How fast am I going? When am I arriving? Right? I could have my hand in everything, and make sure it was exactly what I wanted. I love it. <laughs> exactly. That's probably subconsciously awesome. why. So yes, Jenny, where's the best place online for people to connect with you and find out more about um, just the work you're doing and and you know what you have coming up next, the foresight group, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So social media wise, follow me just at, at Jenny Catron, J-E-N-N-I-C-A-T-R-O-N. Um, and you can, that's all my personal like social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, but then my organization is called the Foresight Group and the website is getforesight.com. It's get the number four, the word site.com. And um, that's where you can connect with us. And there's articles and there's a newsletter you can sign up and just like get connected to our the leadership articles and thoughts and opportunities that we're creating all the time. That's the that's the best place to go. Awesome. Jenny, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Erin. Love connecting again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely okay. love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let